What's up, gamers, and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer. And you have just entered my captain's quarters, my weekly gaming update show where I talk about my favorite gaming news topic of the past week, discuss what games I've been playing, give tips on some of those games, as well as issue a weekly relevant gaming-related decree. This week, it's all things PlayStation and their most recent state of play, so let's dive into my news catch of the week. Gamers, State of Play is a showcase event that Sony does, I would say, probably once every quarter to kind of showcase these different titles that may be coming our way that a lot of them we don't know about, some of them we already do know about, and it may just be updated looks at different gameplay mechanics or features that are coming to those games. Now, this most recent event, I'll be honest and just come right out the gate and say it, I was pretty disappointed. So I, that's two in a row that Sony has done that have disappointed me. I will say the last PlayStation State of Play event was a lot worse. This event was halfway decent, but it was not on the same level as, uh, say, the PS5 reveal event they did back in June of last year. Now, I know a lot of us maybe have high expectations going into these things, and my, that's myself included. And maybe that's the wrong thing to do. We're setting ourselves up for disappointment. So maybe I should check myself the next PlayStation State of Play event. But regardless, there were actually some cool trailers and different announcements that came from this event. Maybe not on the level of holy crap kind of announcements as we were hoping for. But there are a few games that I wanted to discuss from this event uh, and some information behind them that I thought were very interesting to me. I'll start out first with the newest PS5 exclusive that is coming very, very soon on April 30th, just a, a short, just under two months now. That is Returnal. And if you haven't heard of Returnal, it is a third-person, over-the-shoulder psychological survival horror game. Now, it is being developed by Housemark, and it actually looks really cool. It was first debuted last year. And it was very interesting looking. It was the trailer showing off a astronaut by the name of Celine, whose ship has crash landed on this alien planet. And it looked very frantic, very much like an old school kind of a twin stick shooter, but from a third person perspective. And I just thought that the world itself, the planet, which we now know is known as Acropose, I thought actually looked really cool and like a fun planet that I would like to explore. Now, anytime you also get a PS5 console exclusive, a Sony PlayStation Studios published exclusive, I'm usually right there at the front door ready to cash in my check for you. But uh, this game, it, it, it kind of caught me off guard. It was a question going into it whether or not this was the case, if it was this kind of a game. And it was confirmed that it is a roguelike so for those of you that may not know a roguelike, essentially when you die, that is it. You start over and everything kind of reformats itself in the map that you've been exploring. Everything is in different locations. Enemies may be completely different from the previous time you were playing through. They're in different locations. Loot drops change. Everything changes up. So it is confirmed as a roguelike, which... I'll be honest, I have been kind of a wuss when it comes to those kinds of games and kind of stayed away from them for the most part. 
Gamers, let me tell you, I am stepping up, and I am still going to get this game. I will not let the fact that it is a roguelike deter me from getting it. I think it looks cool enough. The story that we got, especially some more insight into into this new two-minute trailer that was shown off here at State of Play, it looks very, very interesting, and I want to know what happened in Celine's past. They keep showing a house that somehow is appearing, uh, more than likely in her mind, on this planet and she even says in the latest trailer how is this here this is impossible well bottom line is i can't wait to find out why it is that it is there now there's a lots of cool looking caves and ruins and swamplands that you can explore that we saw in this newest trailer and i cannot wait to really really dive into the game and check it out take it for a spin and as i did with demon souls this past fall at the launch of the ps5 and got over my Oh man, it's a Souls-like. I'm going to do the same thing with Roguelike when it comes to Returnal on April 30th. Now, the next game that they showcased the new trailer for was another one that I was excited for that was debuted last summer. That is Kina Bridge of Spirits. Now, this is a third-person action-adventure game from developer Ember Lab. And this is the one that I have said before in previous episodes, I can't think of anything else but Pikmin when I see this game. Because you have Kina, the main character, you see her running around, and bottom line is there's these little critters that are following her, and they are known in the game as Rot. (laughs) That is correct, R-O-T. They are called Rot. So you have these little rots that are following you around, and They actually help her out with different puzzles and things of that nature. And the game is very puzzle-heavy, as was shown off in this new trailer. We got a look at some unlockable skills and also the exploration of this amazing-looking, very beautiful game world. Now, we also got a, a, a little look into the story and things that are going on there, but I won't go into too much details on that. I will just say that it is definitely going to be A great time to jump into this game when it releases. We finally got a release date for it. It is coming August 24th of this year, and it is a PS4 and PS5 release. So if you have either console, you can definitely have the opportunity to check it out. And it's only releasing, ironically enough, for 40 bucks for the standard edition or 50 for the deluxe edition. Now, if you get that deluxe edition, you're going to get a digital soundtrack some in-game goodies like skins for Kina's staff and Rock Companions, different things like that. And if you do decide to pre-order the game, you will be able to unlock Celebration Hats, which you can actually further customize the Rot with. So some pretty cool stuff there with Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Very interested in checking that out come August 24th. Now, the next title that I was very interested in checking out was Oddworld Soulstorm. And we had Lorne Lanning, the creator and developer of the Oddworld series. He was obviously monologuing this newest trailer that we got. Now, I will be honest with you. It seemed like it really wasn't much different than any of the other trailers that we've already seen for Oddworld Soulstorm so far. Most of which consisted of seeing our hero, Abe, who is a race of character known as the Murak, and he is essentially, his whole race is enslaved by this evil corporation and has his race basically working inside this factory. And it's got a lot of, a lot of political commentary in there intentionally. But as far as the gameplay standpoint is concerned, it is actually very fun. Back in the day, I definitely enjoyed Abe's Exodus, uh, Munch's Odyssey, Abe's Odyssey, 
really fun games and it's a lot of fun trying to get past the different puzzles and things you got to do to survive in those games uh, there's a lot of traps and just different perils that you can kind of get into that are kind of it's done in a, a tongue-in-cheek way so it's actually kind of funny uh, when you're experiencing some of these things so definitely look pretty cool but the biggest surprise of Oddworld Soulstorm was the confirmation and announcement that it was actually going to be released on April 6th as a free PS Plus title for PS Plus members. So it releases on April 6th, but if you're a PS Plus member, you get the game for free. So that was pretty awesome to find out. Uh, I know it is a PS5 console exclusive currently, so definitely, definitely really cool there. So if you're a PS Plus member, I definitely suggest checking it out. If it's anything like the previous Oddworld games, which it looks like it will be, you're in for a lot of fun. Now, the next title was Deathloop, and Deathloop is one that we have also seen for quite a while now, the one where you are playing as two different alternating assassins trying to kill each other, and it's made by developer Arcane Studios, best known for the Dishonored series, and it honestly, this game looks so much better with each trailer that they come out with. This trailer was awesome. It had an amazing song that highlighted it, uh, the, just the vibe of the... 70s film James Bond-esque kind of style that they look like they're going with. And it complemented the trailer perfectly. Uh, it showcased stealth and visibility as an uh, option. Great looking level design. And I mean, Arcane Studios is known for that great level design with the Dishonor games. So it does not surprise me. Uh, the other cool thing was Juliana, the female uh, assassin. She was actually confirmed as being optionable as either a real player or AI if you opt to have player invasion turned off. Because yes, kind of like Demon Souls, you can have player invasion turned on at any point. You can get assassinated by a random player playing as Juliana. So you better watch out if you decide to play with that turned on. I just keep getting more and more excited for this game. Uh, I can't wait. It is actually a PS5 timed console exclusive. It is coming on the PC and it will be coming on May 21st of this year. So again, another title. We're just a few short months away. I tell you, the hits just keep on coming and there's just so many titles lining up for just the next few months. I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But the final piece of the state of play that really jumped out at me was the, probably the biggest uh, excitable announcement for me was Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Edition. And basically what that is, is the PS5 upgraded version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, I am a huge Final Fantasy fan. Huge! But, when Final Fantasy VII Remake was announced, which, Final Fantasy VII, it always is sitting there going neck and neck with Final Fantasy VIII for my favorite Final Fantasy of all time. It's what got me into RPGs. Oh, special place in my heart for that game. So I could not wait to play the remake. Well, bottom line is, they had announced that it was coming out for the Xbox, but just, it was a one-year timed exclusive on the PlayStation. So it was technically supposed to be releasing april of this year on the xbox well covid19 happened things got delayed pushed around we still don't even have any idea when or if the xbox version is still coming so with that being the case honestly i'm tired of waiting guys i i just want to play this game and this is only supposed to be part one so i want to jump on it and after watching the trailer for the ps5 version and seeing all the different cool new improvements and different modes that are being added i cannot wait so a couple of the new additions to this version, you're going to have improved textures, lighting, and fog effects 
obviously. There's also a new graphics optimization mode, which offers 4K resolution and a 60 frame per second performance optimization mode. So if you're individuals, you have every option that you could possibly want right here to get the most out of your visual experience of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, additionally, players can actually take advantage of a new normal classic difficulty option, which actually seems pretty cool, an improved loading time, and... I almost shed a tear when this was confirmed. A new photo mode. So photo mode, obviously, if you know me, I am obsessed with photo mode in every game that has one. And I want every game that releases to have one because I am obsessed with taking screenshots and sharing them on social media. I love it. It has definitely turned into an art form for many, many people in the gaming community. And it is awesome. This game should have already had a photo mode. I mean, obviously, I didn't play the original release, so I didn't realize that it didn't have a photo mode. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That it is getting one. Now, that'll be coming in June. So we do have a few months to wait until that title, the upgradable PS5 version, releases. I will say, if you do not already have the PS4 version and wanted to get the PS5 version, it's going to cost you 70 bucks for just the base PS5 version. Now, if you already have the PS4 version, you will get a free upgrade. Now, the caveat is, I'm sure you're saying, well, wait a minute. They announced PS Plus games for March, and one of them was Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, wow, I can get the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII for free then. Nope. They actually confirmed that Final Fantasy VII Remake, the PS Plus edition, is not going to be upgradable to the PS5 version. So, FYI, as of the time of this recording, Final Fantasy VII Remake, the disc copy on Amazon, was selling for 30 bucks, Half off. Normally 60 half off for 30 bucks. So if you buy that up, it is backwards compatible on PS5. Guess what? You can get that free PS5 upgrade. So essentially, you get the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII for 30 bucks. Just putting it out there. Hopefully that'll help you guys out if you have not yet purchased or played the game and are looking forward to potentially playing it come the PS5 version. So that is what I have this week for my catch of the week. And now we're going to go see what I was playing this past week in my captain's log. This past week saw me playing a handful of different games. The first I'll touch on is Yakuza Kiwami. Now, if you have been listening to my show for a while, you know that this game pops up very randomly every now and then every few months. And, you know, I love me some Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, I, I have played a decent amount into it, and I, I just get that itch that needs scratching every so often. And so I decided, you know what? I haven't yet played a PS4 game on a PS5 and tried that out and seen what kind of differences, if any, that I can notice. And just the, the aspect of the fact that it's a, a PS4 game on a PS5. Because you think about it, PlayStation really hasn't had backwards compatibility since PS3. Uh, the original PS3 model for $600 that you could still play PS1 and PS2 games on. So for me, it was just kind of a cool thing to try out, but I also wanted to play some Kiwami. So when it came to Kiwami, I only played about an hour. But I got to tell you, that was a, a packed hour. And that's the thing about Kiwami is there is so much to do and so many things to lose yourself to that you can get a lot accomplished in an hour. So yeah, obviously there's the street fights that you get into, got some experience, leveled up once. I did stop off at a restaurant, had some food. I also 
gave a suicidal man his briefcase and in return got a nice Swiss watch. And for those of you that have played that game, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a sub story, which is essentially Yakuza's version of side quests, where you constantly are. So you start out with a specific item in the beginning of the game, and it's kind of like a, a, it's called pay it forward. And you're constantly finding a person who needs this item. You give the item to them, and they in return give you another item. And then you find another character who needs that item, and you give it to them, and they give you so on and so on and so on and so on and so on. So here we are, and this hour, I happened to come across this man who was suicidal because this briefcase was very important to him and it was going to cost him his job and it had important job files for his company in there. And, oh, he, he couldn't live without losing his job or with losing his job. And, hey, hey, guy, I got your briefcase, man. And sure enough, he was elated and gave me his Swiss watch. So really cool. And the other piece that I spent my time in uh, with Yakuza this week, I will save for my highlight of the week later in the episode. But the other game I touched, another one I finally got back to is Demon Souls. Now, I told you I finally got over my fear, not fear necessarily, but my resistance to Souls-like games and said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to play the original in its remade form on the PS5. Here we go. And I've absolutely loved it, right? So I haven't played it in quite a while. And so I decided I beat Miles Morales. I want to go back to it and play it. So I finally got back to it. I was playing through World 4 Level 1 when I first was uh, starting up this past week. I was able to get through that level, uh, defeat the Archdemon at the end of the level, and uh, I'm now making my way through World 4 too. And it is the uh, Isle's Edge location. And I'm now going through the Shrine of Storms. And I absolutely love uh, this location. It's all rainy and dreary and you know, lots of uh, just ambiance going on in this area and this location. These old broken down ruins of fortresses that were there before. And just this mysticism about it once you get into the Shrine of storms it's just it's been a really cool location to go through i will say though the arch demon is uh it's kind of a pushover in comparison to some others but we'll talk more about that in detail in my buried treasure segment later in the episode as well but finally as i said i did also play spider-man miles morales this past week and if you had been listening to previous episodes i had said that i was going for that platinum and trying to play through a new game plus well Guess what, gamers? That brings us into my newest segment, Platinum Chase Alert. Gamers, welcome to my newest segment, Platinum Chase Alert. So anytime in a PlayStation game that I am going for a Platinum Trophy, I'm right there at the Platinum Trophy. I'm so close to getting it. I will definitely signify you listeners with a Platinum Chase Alert. That chase for that amazing, beautiful Platinum Trophy... Oh, man, there's just something about it, guys. Uh, you know, you complete a game, you get all the other trophies, and bloop, there you go with that other platinum trophy. And I got to tell you, uh, it's awesome because I did, in fact, unlock the platinum trophies for Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I was very curious because, gamers, if you have a PS5 or have friends that have one or have seen online, you may know that the sound for the trophy unlocks on PS5 it's a different sound effect than it has been these past few years uh, on the previous consoles. So 
with that being the case, I was curious if they were going to have a Platinum Trophy-specific sound effect when it unlocks. Well, I can tell you that there is, in fact, a Platinum Trophy Unlock-specific sound effect, and it's actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm not as much of a fan of the regular Trophy Unlock sound effect as I was on the previous generations, but uh, the Platinum Trophy Unlock definitely pretty cool. So I did it. I got the Platinum Trophy in Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, absolutely love that game. Definitely keep an eye out on Anchor and other platforms wherever you're listening to me from for my review coming soon. But that was my first Platinum Chase alert. Keep an eye out for those in the months to come as I play through more and more PlayStation games in my future. So that'll do it for the Platinum Chase alert. Now let's go to my next newest segment on Captain's Quarters, my first accessory review. Accessory review. Gamers, I don't know if you were aware or not, but as far as accessories go, the PS5 as a console, a lot of its accessories, the DualSense controller, the 3D Pulse headset, they've been kind of hard to come by in the last few months since the console released. And I, since the launch of the system back in November, I was very interested in getting the 3D Pulse headset because in the last, I would say, two, three years, I have become very much a fan of playing my games using a headset. Now, I still alternate between it and a soundbar, but I would say more so, especially recently, I play with a headset. So I had signed up on Amazon to give me a notification when they came back in stock. Well, lo and behold, here recently, I got that notification. I was able to get the 3D Pulse headset. Therefore, here is my first accessory review on the 3D Pulse headset. So first, what comes in the box? Well, you get the USB charging cord, a three and a half millimeter jack, and a dongle that plugs into the front of the PS5 for a direct wireless connection to it. Now, the thing is, is the design that we'll talk to next I've not ever really been a fan of the design of the Pulse 3D headset. It's very kind of, it's kind of very basic, right? And there's not really much going on there. I do appreciate the black and white color scheme that matches the PS5 color scheme. I like that. I like the PlayStation symbols on there. But just, it's a very basic design. Uh, I will say that I do like the conforming headband that's on there, as opposed to the adjustable sidebands. Uh, I felt like the button placement on the left ear cup could have been a little bit better than what it was. Uh, but overall, I felt the design, as far as from an aesthetic point of view, uh, left some to be desired. And I felt that they could have done a little bit of tweaking on the, maybe just the, the design and the size of the ear cups and the button placements. So speaking of those buttons, what are they? Well, you do have a sliding power button, which personally, my preference, this is not a detriment or a deal breaker for me on the 3D Pulse headset, but some headsets I've had and I do have, they have a, a power button that you hold in as opposed to sliding left or right to power on or off. I prefer just holding in the button, but as I said, it's not a deal breaker for me here, just a preference of mine. Now you also get a wave volume control button style on the side and alternating buttons for game and chat voice modes so if you are in a chat specifically and you want to go straight to the chat or if you want to switch to game mode and you're playing and listening to the sound effects of end game those are there for you now the comfortability of the headset i feel like initially i didn't have any issues but i would say that 
after about two hours of play, for me, on my ears and my head, after about two hours, they started to get kind of uncomfortable and I would have to readjust them really honestly kind of constantly after that. Uh, so that would really be not the greatest if you're playing in long gaming sessions, in my opinion. Um, again, I've seen a lot of reviews online where people said they felt great even after long sessions. But for me, I did not have that same experience. Uh, now, I will say, speaking of experience, the battery life that you can expect from this game, I thought was actually pretty decent. Uh, the longest amount of time, I just kind of left them on, too, after I would play and I was still connected to a game. They were on for about six hours, uh, connected to a game, active, and they only went through one bar on the battery symbol that shows up on the PlayStation home screen. And there's three bars on there, so essentially a third of its battery life. It is touted and advertised as 12-hour battery life wirelessly. Now, you do have the option, as I said, with that 3.5-millimeter jack that comes with it, you can use that to plug directly into your controller. But if you're wanting that wireless experience, which I personally prefer, I would say that you are not looking for any uh, issues as far as, uh, oh man, I got I to gotta plug in my headset, as long as you keep it charged. Um, if you keep it charged, which it does come with that USB Type-C charging cable, it charges pretty quickly, number one. And number two, the charge holds up pretty well wirelessly. Now, I will say that the experience that I had on the games and what does the audio sound like was amazing. The headset has been touted as having 3D spatial audio, correct? And it is no joke. I'm just telling you. I played Spider-Man Miles Morales. I played Demon Souls. And both of them sounded absolutely excellent in this game. With Spider-Man, the music sounded amazing uh, through these headsets. As you can, those of you who've played the game, you know the different beats that are interspersed with the orchestral music as you're swinging around New York City. It sounds, the beats come through with the bass, great the sounds of New York City, speaking of, it's just, it's everywhere. That spatial audio is amazing. I thought that the voiceovers and cutscenes, and just in general, as you're talking to Genki on your different wireless uh, earpiece in the game, it was crystal clear. I mean, like the person was standing right there next to me talking to me. And I also felt that the Demon Souls experience was uh, really, really good as well. I would say the big, biggest example of the differentiation of different audio types and that spatial audio was in the most recent level I was in. And it's raining, but it's not a heavy rain. It's kind of a light, just kind of constant drizzle. And the sound of the rain as it hits different types of objects is just amazing to me. You can hear, first off, the direction that the rain is, is hitting from as well as the difference in the type of object that it's hitting. So say you're in a grassy area. It sounds like what you would hear rain hitting grass sound like, uh, and just mud forming and things of that, little tiny puddles. All of that sounds perfectly crystal clear, and you can kind of pinpoint it in your mind just based on how you hear it through the headset. And the other really cool thing I came across was when you go into, say, a ruined uh, building, and there is these big wooden beams that have come crash down and you're walking through and you stop for a second, you can hear the rain pattering on the wooden beam. And it just, it's, it sounds like rain would sound 
falling through the roof and hitting the wooden beam. I mean, it's just, it's really, really well done. I absolutely loved and have loved my experience with them and the games that I have played so far. So my final thoughts on the headset, I would say that overall, I, as I said, love the spatial audio and enjoy the sound quality. Honestly, arguably more than my Lucid sound headset that I have for my Series X. So I'll say from a, a performance standpoint, I think the headset is outstanding. Now, where it slips for me, though, is in its design and comfortability. And if it wasn't for that uninspired design and my ears hurting after just a couple of hours of use, I honestly didn't have any other problem with the headset. And if it wasn't for that, it would have been a solid 10. But with that being said, I honestly still believe it's the performance that allows this headset to stand tall. And especially for $99.99, $100, I feel like this is a great deal for a really good headset. And I got to go with a final score of a 9 out of 10. Now let's go check out what my highlight of the week was. As promised earlier in the episode, my highlight of the week is going back to Yakuza, Kiwami. And I got to tell you, the sub stories are pretty awesome in these games. And I have thoroughly enjoyed pretty much every single one I've done in Kiwami so far. So I'm playing and I'm just going around town, Kamarocho, and I get a phone call from one of Kiru, the main character, one of his friends, and his friend Yuya. And Yuya is asking Kiru, hey, you know, I, I want you to meet my girlfriend, my new girlfriend. She's this uh, showgirl. I want you to come see her show. So first, Kiru is kind of caught off guard, like, oh, okay, you, you want me to see your girlfriend? Oh, all right. I mean, and then it gives you the option of whether or not you want to go to the show. So yeah, all right, man, you know, I'll, I'll come check out your show is, is what I say. So they give the location to go to. So I go to the location, meet Yuya outside, and we talk for a little bit. Go in, go down some stairs, and, you know, I'm hanging out. I'm talking to the bodyguards that are standing outside the main door to the showroom. And uh, ultimately, go into the showroom. I see Yuya's girlfriend's show. And we're all standing around there towards the back of the showroom, just kind of talking and hanging out. And we overhear on the PA system. The announcer notate that the next performer, whose name is Ulala, it is their first performance. And okay, so the camera goes and it pans and, you know, we see some knee-high black boots and what looks to be a yellow raincoat. And uh, then the camera pans up even more and you see this person wearing a hat and a wig. What lo it looks pretty obvious that it's a wig. And they're twirling around what seems to be an umbrella. Well, the bottom line is pretty quickly, this person rips off the hat, which is attached to the wig. And we see that it is in fact a man who then unfurls a shotgun in place of the umbrella and yuya the camera it was really funny it zooms in on him he, oh it's a man and not even worried about the shotgun that's being pointed in his direction at this point so kiru dives to knock yuya out of the way at the same time the camera and the game slows everything down as this person on stage fires the shotgun you see the pellets flying in the direction that Kiru and Yuyo were just standing. And the poor bodyguard that you just met outside the door is standing there in shock and obviously can't move quick enough. And the pellets uh, get him right in the face. Well, at this point, Kiru then has to fight what is known as 
the hitman. So you end up having to fight this guy. And uh, ultimately, Yuya and his girlfriend are kidnapped. And you have to go chase them down to where they were being held captive and fight a whole Yakuza family um, to get them set free. Uh, but really, really cool sub story. And that was just a sub story. But it was just, it was funny. It was entertaining. It was fun. Uh, just all in all, uh, it was it was great, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and that was my highlight of the week. So now let's check out what my buried treasure gaming tips are, yeah, in Demon Souls. Getting back into Demon Souls this past week was a lot of fun for me, and I did walk away from it with a brand new tip that I felt that I could share with you listeners. If you have not yet played this game, or if you are maybe having trouble and World 4 Level 1, The Isle's Edge. Now, as I said earlier in the episode, the archdemon in this area, in this level, was really not that difficult once you figured it out. So, what I want to tell you in this is, go into this level stocked up on arrows. I mean, just buy a ton of them. Even if you're doing some grinding and say you go and you go through a certain part of the map until you go back out to the Nexus, which is where you go purchase items, I would say do some grinding until you can buy about 100 arrows, just to have a nice buildup. Because not only for the Arch Demon, which I'll get to in just one sec, but also for some basic enemies that you have flying around the area above these ruins on the outside. And they look like giant manta rays that are flying through the air. And these guys can be a real pest Because they shoot these crystal lasers at you. And they can mess you up. And these are on... A lot of these areas are are near cliffs. And they can knock you off the cliff. Or if you are worried about focusing on them. You cannot pay attention to where your footing is. And fall off the cliff. And it's just so many different things that can be frustrating here. So bring, I would say, about 100 plus arrows to this level. And use what you need to to get to the boss by taking out these different flying mana rays. Now, when you get to the boss, stay up top in the balcony area where you first come into the room where he's at, and he'll be below you. And stay on this balcony, dodging his attacks, and there's a little, what looked to me as if it was a bird on the top of his head. Now, that is what you want to focus on. And if you have plenty of arrows... You can just sit there dodging his attacks and getting probably two or three shots off with your bow and arrow in between attacks. Obviously, make sure to have some healing items because more than likely you're going to get hit a couple times uh, just to stay alive. And you plug away a few times enough with the arrows and you've beaten yourself another archdemon. So just wanted to make sure you guys were aware, come fully stocked with some arrows and World 4 Level 1 of Demon Souls. Now let's go see what my captain's decree is this week. Gamers, as stated earlier, this was the second state of play that I have been disappointed in Sony with. And, you know, it's not to say that it was a bad one. It was just not what I think that most of us gamers wanted. Just from what I saw reading online and what I know that I was hoping for out of it. And so I think that this week I'm going to decree that Sony needs to change how they approach state of play. And what I mean is either they need to completely just come out right and say, hey, look, this is not going to be like 
a huge showcase event like say the PlayStation 5 reveal was last summer or on the same level as what we would do around E3 time. This is just, you know, some other uh, smaller focused titles that we're going to give some limelight to. Okay, cool. Well, personally, I wouldn't consider some of the titles that they just recently showed off smaller titles. But I also will say that they are all titles that we've already known about and that we knew were coming. Some features, maybe. Sure, we didn't know. We didn't know Soulstorm was going to be a free PS Plus game on day one. We didn't know Final Fantasy VII had a PS5 version coming that was going to be upgradable free. I get it. You know, there's some things there as far as just news and, and announcements. But I think that most of us want new, meaning new titles and things that we have been clamoring for for months at this point. You know, a lot of people had speculated and wanted God of War Ragnarok to show its face. Uh, even something along the lines of a brand new uh, Resistance or another Uncharted or, or something, Horizon even, Forbidden West, finally seeing some gameplay on it. Because we haven't seen anything on it since the reveal trailer almost a year ago now. So I think that what Sony needs to do is they either need to make it known 100% definitively one thing or the other. Either they need to commit to big reveals and make that known that, hey, that's what you're getting when you sign up for State of Play to sit down and watch it. Or they need to say, hey, look, this isn't going to be ever what, what you're wanting it to be. These are just kind of like updates on just different titles that you probably already know about. Maybe we'll have a, an announcement or two that is something you didn't expect. But, you know, I noticed I only talked about a few games. There was a lot more that was shown off during that 30 minute time frame of that event. Uh, that was what interested me out of that event, is what I covered in this episode. So I feel like, yes, okay, there's going to be a couple of titles here or there in every event that I'm not going to be interested in. I get it. But to have the vast majority of the event have me walking away from it feeling disappointed? <sighs> Come on, guys. So I would have even been me, Mr. Controller Freak over here, I would have thought it would have been cool to see even a hardware announcement like, a, hey, here's a new controller color or design, something for PS5, you know? But alas, we did not get that. So bottom line is, I think that Sony needs to kind of reevaluate what they want us as gamers to understand that state of play is going forward. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by searching for Hulking Yoda on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Reach out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com, as well as find me on social media on Instagram at lostatseagaming and on Twitter at lostatseagamin, the number one. Thank you for listening, and until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing. <laughs>